guys you're welcome to tabitha's house once again with dr yemisi and i have a special guest with me i'm so excited i'm grateful um pastor bolarewa akinlabi of elevation church she's the co-lead pastor of elevation church um, worldwide um pastor bolarewa is someone i i love both from afar and close by i think she's intelligent um i like how she articulately speaks that's one of the things i always admire rather than listening to the word of god <laughs> when she's talking i just like the way the words that are arranged. i like the fact that you interchange vocabularies and adjectives so you see this fan here <laughs> you know so i i idolize a lot of pastors wives because some I just you just see the pastor mm -hmm. and the next thing is his wife mm -hmm. you know but I I never knew the making mm -hmm. the sacrifices they have to make mm -hmm. um the glory that doesn't come to them mm -hmm. the children mm -hmm. their own personal dreams and aspirations mm -hmm. I think outside of idolizing the pastor's wife I never mm -hmm. saw that part mm -hmm. and so that's why I said now the rating system <laughs> okay. it, has, it has gone up. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm happy to have you here. Thank and you. that's one of the things that I would like you to talk about. I would like you to work us on our journey. Mm -hmm. Because I know that you probably had your own dreams. I'm aware you were working. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are a lot of questions I have. Mm -hmm. Um, things like does being a pastor's wife mean that you must be called and you must be a pastor automatically? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you get called? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe some people like us are waiting for an eighteen-hour yeah. dream or a voice in the wilderness. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, what are the sacrifices you have to make? Mm -hmm. What are the times where? Let me use practical example. People will see you. Mm -hmm. They see the pastor, and people intentionally pretend like. You're not even there, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, how of the children? And mm -hmm. um, you talked about mm -hmm. your home mm -hmm. um, being Sunday service mm -hmm. earlier, and I'm like, uh, am I a bad <laughs> person? Because for me, um, a couple of events happened where I needed, to, I had to consciously put guardrails. My kids are younger, mm -hmm. and I had to reduce the, the amount, yes, yeah, the interaction of having church mm -hmm. events or church activities happen in, in the, the home, home. Okay. you know because of the exposure it was bringing both to myself and to the children mm -hmm. how about the marriage mm. does it affect the marriage too okay so i wanted you to work on the journey True. for us like a story um mm -hmm. how you met your husband um, did you know he was going to be a pastor or he was, going to, he was already a pastor if i really want to tell this story well i have to even go before there because I remember when I was on campus and I gave my life to Christ again. I stopped taking it back and finally <laughs> said, "Yeah, we're living it with Christ. We're living it in Jesus' oh hands." You know. I remember at the time, um, my pastor on campus had looked at me one day and said, "But are you going to marry a pastor?" And as in, I nothing short of telling him clearly, you have Miss Yan today. <laughs> I am I like not, not only am I not marrying a pastor, you're not finding me in that space at all. I mean, I was very emphatic. I don't know why, I don't know why, you know, you're it meant away. so much to me to explain to my pastor why God would not be so cruel to any pastor to make me a pastor. <laughs> because wife. he knows you. Because he knows he me. Knows he knows you. Bola is not pastor's wife material, of course <laughs> not. So it's I mean, it's proof to me that God has a sense of humor that wow. I'm here in this wow. seat, even answering these questions today. I don't even have the excuse that, okay, you know what, I married a businessman and somewhere along the line, God said, okay, my son, my son, thou shalt now be. I didn't even have that excuse. Take up your cross. He was Take a pastor and when I me. met him. Wow. It was service year in Lagos. Um, after uni, um, I went to uni in Zaria. So um, service year was here in Lagos. So in that time, you know, we met. We just met as two uh, members of our church then. He was already serving as a pastor. Um, I was serving youth service and met him and we became friends. Interestingly, the day I actually took note of him, I was at a membership class in church, sitting, facing my teacher in company of my classmates, and I see him walk past. 
And I don't know where it came from. I don't have many experiences where I feel like I hear an audible voice. The way God talks to me is more like, you know, nudges, mm -hmm. just, just a sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning to keep um, honing that capacity to hear Being him. sensitive. You know, but audible voice, very few. That day I was so certain I heard, I heard a voice say, and that's a good man. Wow. I didn't know where it was coming from or wow. why it wow. was coming at me. It just came literally it felt like it was coming out of nowhere but you know the way the bible says you know mary had heard these things i just kept them in her heart mm. i just i just kept it somewhere because mm. i really didn't know what to do with it you know but somewhere along the line i was in the choir then in church um one of the other girls in the choir just grabs me one day after says oh bola let me introduce you to your pastor and lo and behold it's pastor godman okay oh bola meet your pastor pastor godman pastor godman this is bola she just joined church she's in the choir blah 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 and the person you know she goes on and on and just introduces us in a you know in in this way of excitement yeah. like oh yay so we said hello but I think later on in the week, someone mentioned to me that, oh, oh, he has a girlfriend, he, he has a, his fiance, you know, and all of that. I'm like, okay, so clearly God couldn't have been talking about Any that. other thing, yeah. So I'm like, cool, nice. friends. God wants us to be great Good friends. friends. <laughs> you know, um, when I was coming to Lagos, I had three big prayer points that I felt like God had inspired me to pray. Number one, um, help me find a church that would feel like family mm. and not just a place you go and you mark an attendance register. I really wanted... A church family and the fact that I found my way to that church for me was like test greatest testimony ever Wow second thing that was really big for me praying for service here was Lord I've heard I've heard everyone seems to echo the fact that oh times are hard there's no job there's no there's no work so help me find good work that will allow me to be self-sufficient mm. again God sorted that out the third big prayer point for me coming to Lagos was um, I want to find people who can be sincere with me and I can be sincere with. Mm. Real people who authentic. I know are on this journey. Authentic mm. people. That's the word, authentic. Mm. Authentic people who are authentically loving God, serving God, chasing God, just like me. I don't want to have to explain to people who are my friends mm. why I'm why head you, and... Why you have to make the choices. Yeah. You know, and so that was where I was, just trying to work out that third and last big prayer point that I had just kind of... So there was no God. man in So I was list. like, oh, okay. Clearly we're supposed to be friends, good friends. God is answering this prayer. He's a pastor after all. So we're going to be great friends. So the romantic complexion wasn't even in it at all at that point in time. But fast forward, fast forward a little bit. He breaks up with his girlfriend. Oh. And in the middle of all of that, he's feeling really grieved by that separation we're just hanging out one of those days and he just turns to me very you know very matter of fact and says you know what i'm no longer in a relationship but i don't want you to feel that you have to be romantically inclined to me i want you to know that we're friends and we're not crossing boundaries <laughs> and basically warned me off oh and i remember leaving that day thinking what, what? <laughs> upset when i had a moment to think about it a little bit more i just thought but maybe we were not really on that track anyway why am i upset why are you so upset <laughs> just chill you know you wanted good friends friends who were you know sold out on god and you have that so just chill babe just chill babe just chill so that's our our beginning story that's where we came from he was always a pastor he was my friend to begin with, or at least we're, we're working at building a friendship. Um, the romantic conversation came in after. That's a whole other chapter, <laughs> you know. But um, I, coming from that place where I had said I would never be a pastor's wife, you can just imagine how much of a struggle it was for me. Wow. When eventually he did come and say, you know what, my feelings have changed. And I think we should consider having a relationship. And I, I want to marry you. Basically, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not, not what I want. Oh, it's not, right. you know? um, suffice it to say, or rather summarize it to say, it took us like maybe another year and a half to walk our, well, our way to the place where we could actually agree on this matter. Wow. As in, we would fight, and then we'd stop talking to each other for like two months. 
and then we'd be friends again, <laughs> and then we'd bring up this conversation. That we fight. So your your um, your your point, your major contention was the fact that he was a pastor. He was a pastor. Number one. Number two. I guess the point at which he came to me with the conversation saying, okay, you know, my feelings have changed and now I want to marry you. I just felt it was just a bit too abrupt. Mm. Yeah. I just felt like there were several steps that you're trying to skip here. And let's even see how um, we align mentally. Do the work. Let's exactly do the work. He wasn't <laughs> willing work. to do yeah. the work, I think, because, <laughs> you know, God has said it. Yeah, so let just it be, you know. Oh, I, so, I, yeah, so that took us, that, that, that took us a while. Wow. We, 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 we had to work at that, you know, in order for God to just kind of help us, you know, yeah. to be in the same space. Um, but eventually, yes, we did. And now and, you're here. And now I'm here. Feed his baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I even did have that conversation with him, saying, like, you know what, you know what, I like you. Honestly, I do. But I don't see how I can be a pastor's wife. I, I don't think God would inflict that on a congregation. And, you know, he was just a little quiet for a while. And he just, I guess, inspired. He just said, you know what, I think you should just, you should just answer the question. Do you want to be Godman's wife? you want to be Godman's wife, the pastor's wife part, we can deal with that. Wow. Just, just focus on being Godman's wow. wife. And then we'll, God will help us with everything oh, else. That's that the comes. high point. Wow. So, so, so that was good. He, he had the right words. Wow. That's <laughs> he he, he knew point. how to speak to some of my fears, mm. some of my concerns. That would have some, given you some safety. Some safety, yeah. really. Because um, I see now that um, I was completely terrified of having to stand, you know, on this um, elevated, um, um, you know, um, um, platform. The expectations. The expectations. Because I knew that I just wanted to love God and follow him authentically. I didn't want to do it just because the congregation yeah, wanted to see Yeah, and I have to show up in a certain way a certain to way. fulfill people's and needs I, and I, desires. At the time, I pictures said, I, I, of you. I'm willing to walk away from this thing wow. if that's what's expected of wow. me. And the fact that he was very matter of fact about the fact that, okay, you know what? Um, let's, just, let, let's just take it one step at a time. If we can work on our friendship, our relationship, and really make that the... The, the core of what we're building, mm. I think anything else Every other thing. on it will follow um, mm. naturally and organically. Yeah. And thank God it, for it that. Has. So, it has. So, yeah, yeah, success story. Thank <laughs> you. So, let's move a bit further um, to career. Yeah. 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 So, at the time, I was, I was working. I was working. I was working. Um, in fact, the first um, five years or so of church, I was working in a bank. And... I was, I was really looking forward to staying in that space where um, I had this. Per I was this person in the marketplace, mm -hmm. um, and I was still very functional in church. Wow, ministry. you were also you were doing both. Interesting. Oh yes, oh yes, wow. oh yes, oh yes. I, I was, I, and I, I was very. I felt very accomplished, mm. you know, by the fact that yes, you had both. I had both. I, I had both. I liked that kind of multi-layered mm. you know kind of I, I really did enjoy mm. it. it it didn't make me tired mm. it didn't make me um you know feel stretched i liked it i liked the fact that it could it, it was a lot of work yes but i liked the fact that i sh i got to show up on monday morning and you know, as this person business corporate you know answer questions deal with problems um soar accomplished stuff here mm. you know but when there were spiritual questions about, um, you know, um, the church and, and, you know, just solving problems within, you know, the ministry space. You I could also, also be present yeah. there, you know, so I did enjoy that. But I remember this one conversation that my husband and I had, and he asked me, so where do you see yourself? I think he said, I think, I don't remember now, but he mentioned a space of time for the sake of this conversation, we'll say maybe 20 years. Mm. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now, you know? And interestingly, by the time I was done describing to him Where what I saw in 20 years, the corporate space didn't even feature at all. It, mm. was, it, was, it, was, it was telling for him, but it was even more telling for me. That as much as I enjoyed this, I enjoyed the work, I enjoyed the spaces I got to be in, I liked the fact that I got to be in executive management meetings and do all of that, but to see that really in my future picture of success 
that really didn't feature at all. Mm. It, was, it was a revelation for me, even for me. Wow. And it forced me to sit down and begin to reappraise. Okay, so what are the success indices that I had made for myself and why? Why were they there? And if I can be honest, if I can be real, it became so glaring to me that one of the reasons why I was so determined to stay in that corporate space was because I just really didn't want, um, you know, both church folk and non-church folk to look at me and my family and say, oh, it's because they are pastors, that's, that's how come they Oh. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I liked the fact that I had an independent yeah. income. And in fact, I considered myself to be a contributor and financier yes. of the church. Very you know, good. The <laughs> Very good. And I thought nobody can hold me to yeah. that. Nobody can say I'm in this yeah. just because of you money, know, money or selfish interest. Selfish interest. And I had to allow God to wrestle me to the ground about wow. that conversation. Breaking. I said, look, if you want to be your own defender, then, then I'm just going to stand back and just let you do that. But if you want to enter the fullness of what I have for you, that's again a choice you have to make. Mm. You're going to spend your life too afraid mm. of labels that people will give you. Then you are going to have created this prison for yourself. Wow. And you know what prisons do. Let, let me take that from you. If So what you're saying is if we show up mm -hmm. um, with the mindset of being afraid or worried about labels, or wanting to ha take control of our lives by ourselves. Yeah. The tendency is that you would not live in the fullness of purpose. Yes. And to be honest, I know so many, many ministers, both um, men and women, who are bivocational, mm. right? They, they pastor a church or they lead a ministry such as you have, mm -hmm. and they have a business um, um, persona. And amazing, absolutely right, right? There's nothing wrong at all in being bi bivocational. Mm. For me, in my specific this situation, what God speaking to me directly, directly, he was able to address what my major concerns were wow. and why he thought I needed to shift stance and allow him to shift me in any direction he wanted me mm. to. Because when he began to have that conversation with me, like, you know what, I need you to drop this job and get a little deeper into ministry. I mean, I resisted. Wow. God knows I, I resisted. I was your modern day Jonah. I can't. He was. He was saying, I can't imagine. In fact, Nineveh. while you're talking, I'm hearing a voice say, God, don't mistake me. <laughs> don't mistake me, Peach. You know, so I can imagine the struggle. So it was a struggle. I mean, and I thank God today for his amazing patience. He was extraordinarily patient. Wow. With me. And, I mean, honestly, I know that I should have known better because every time he would say, you know, it's time, it's time. I just get busy doing something else. In fact, I recall that this one conversation he had with me, like, you know, like just trying to say, you know what, wrap it up, wrap it up. I need you to, mm. you know, just free yourself up to do more in my house. And I just began to like, you know what, I think I'm bored on this job. I want to take a master's degree program. I went into this elaborate plan looking for, um, a master's degree program and you know I, I i could sense god just kind of like no okay <laughs> all right you know if that's yeah. what you want to do and i got so hyped on it i got on this postgraduate program and you know and i did it for a whole year and <laughs> i would just kind of feel like this you know this 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 voice behind me saying hmm. okay this okay. is for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like when you watch me. the children doing <laughs> this certain is for things. You. Yeah. It's, it's not for me. You know, and then on this day, I think it was close to the end of the program. I remember that I was in prayer. I was just talking to God. And I just kind of heard him say, you know what? The seasons are changing. But you have your head so buried in the work and in the things you've given yourself to do. That you're not seeing that the seasons are changing said you will lift your head up one day and realize that you're completely in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wow. As in the holy fear that gripped me, as in I had to repent, repent, as in all over and repent and just say, okay, you know what, God? I surrender. I surrender. Yeah. I'm just going to step into and trust what you. you say. I just trust you and trust that um, you will make the story beautiful. Mm. And, you know, from that point, Having the conversation with my husband, okay, you know what, I sense that this is what God is saying. 
I think I only have a few more months on this job. And I remember we sat down to actually work it out. Okay, we've heard what God said. We sat down to actually work it Applicable. out. Applicable. How do we how make do it we happen? Make it yeah. work? And we agreed, okay, let's try living on one income as a family for a year and just see how it works. Mm. You know, and th those were the practical steps, you know, for someone who is hearing today, like, oh, God said this, and I don't know how it's going to happen, right? Um, we sat down and said, okay, how do we make it practical? Okay, so you're leaving this job, you're leaving the perks of this job. Let's see how it works out. Let's live on one income for a year. Let's see. And really, we only did it for maybe like um, nine months or so. Wow. And I tendered my resignation. I gave three months of notice and, and that was it, you know. So um, <laughs> I hope my mother doesn't see this, but if she does, <laughs> this is where the story gets interesting. At the point where I tendered my resignation, I didn't even tell my mom. Because I knew what her, I knew what her narrative would be, would be. She'd be like, oh, no, 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 I'm sure it's not God talking to you that way <laughs> and all of that. So I made sure that the entire three-month notice period had cycled out. It was, there was no possibility of her hair. Of, no, of the bank calling me back. So I was out. I was done. Shook all the hands and said all the goodbyes before I called my mom and tell her that, okay, I resigned. And she goes, exactly the response <laughs> I thought. She goes, ah, Kirishele, blah, blah, blah. Do you need help? I will come and help you. If the work has become too much, I will support oh, you. And then she calls the all her brothers. Mommy, Babala, Sora, forgive me if you don't speak Yoruba. Oh, Call Bola for me. Tell oh, her. Tell my. her that she'll make oh, this kind of decision. Blah, oh, blah, blah. She's making a mistake. I could understand where she was coming from. She was coming from a time and a place where you have to be fully present yeah. and you have to um, make sure that you are, you are, you are um, making your stamp. You know, it's not for anyone else, for yourself. <laughs> for myself, yeah. you know. I, I, I could hear, I could understand her, but I'd heard God and I couldn't deny it. You know, so um, for that person who is wondering, how do I tell my spouse? How do I tell my friend? How do I tell my husband, my wife, that this is what God is saying? Tell them. Mm. Tell them and trust God for grace mm. to help you work through the practicality of walking in God's plan mm. and doing something that just seems like this big yeah. thing to do for God. Just one week. Yeah. So, well, yeah. nice, nice, yeah. nice. I like the fact that you brought in the practicality of it because that's what that's going to be my next conversation. You know, sometimes I, 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 I what, one of the things I've gotten to understand is church is also an organization mm -hmm. um, built and run by human beings. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask, um, how did you settle into an already established organization? Mm -hmm. um, how did you find a portfolio mm -hmm. for yourself? Mm -hmm. Or how was the portfolio created for okay. you? Um, so the interesting thing about us, the Elevation Church, was that while I was still working in the bank, I was still functional in active, ministry. Yeah. You know, I just didn't have the quantum of responsibility that I have now. Mm. So it, it wasn't so difficult in the sense that... Um, I was, I was already doing stuff here anyway. Okay. But what happened was when I did let go of my secular work, you know, um, it just meant that I had more time, more space, you know, I could just do more. I mm. could just, and I didn't, I, I, I was very careful not to immediately jump in and ask for a portfolio. Okay. I just really wanted to serve. I just really wanted to rediscover the joy of just serving in a lot of the behind-the-scenes roles mm, that you mentioned when yeah. we were speaking earlier. Because that really is what kind of fuels me. I like singing as part of a choir. I see. Fact, I see. You're still singing. <laughs> you're still singing. You're still singing every time. You know, you're the first singing. year or so of church, I just simply sang in the choir. I wasn't leading the choir. I wow. wasn't. I just, just sang in the choir. Wow. And that really was, it, it was, wow. um, you know, nourishing for me. Go into the junior church and just wipe noses, mm, give water, yeah, tell yeah. stories. Just that was fine for me. Um, but what I then tried not to shy away from doing was when I do see um, a problem that needs solving, um, I try not to pull back. Yeah, I, that's, I try that's, to step into that's one of the things I believe in. Even mm -hmm. outside of church, that's one of the principles of success. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's also how I rate certain people that I have to associate with. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're committed to something, mm -hmm. and that's how I show up, mm -hmm. nobody mm -hmm. literally has to tell you, I need you to do this. I need the commitment yeah, yeah. and the passion you have for that thing Just will make you find mm -hmm. 
or even see loopholes where mm -hmm. others are not seeing yeah. and try to fill that void. So, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Then the children, the mm. home, how do they affect the home? How so, do you I'll, I mean, I'll speak, I'll speak very honestly. Maybe this is the one area that um, um, I could have benefited maybe from, from seeing things clearer, you know, before now. Because I didn't really understand the degree of, um, you know, the, the degree of resentment, maybe that's the word, mm. that would come from pastors' kids feeling like they're put up on this pedestal and not allowed to just be children. Just let me be a child first. Let me just no, be no, me. No. Yeah. Exactly. And I honestly didn't realize, recognize maybe, or even appreciate the depth of it, you know, until recently. My husband and I were having a conversation with our daughters. And, for example, they accused us both um, that, um, okay, so I have two daughters. And the older daughter says that she used to consider herself to be his second daughter. And my second daughter considered herself to be his third daughter. Why? Because the, the church was the first child. <laughs> the church was our first child. Aww. And then they were second and, and third. And I like was the way like, you to express. <gasps> you know, like, my husband and I were like, <gasps> Really? What have we done, Holy Spirit? Why have we allowed us to do this to our children? You know, and so we've had to work backwards, you know, go back and just begin to rebuild. Yeah. With them especially. And communicate, communicate, over communicate to them if you would, to tell them that look, you are, you are, you are, you are. You're number one. You're number one. You're still number one. You're so special. I mean, and we're committed we are, to you. We are committed to you. I know that um, seasons of building can be very lonely seasons for the people who are, you know, right in the center, mm. you know, of the family of the builder. And we just try to reassure them again and again and again that, yep, we see how we messed up there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you guys are critical and you guys are important. And now just allowing them to be them and not, um, and not insisting that they have to show up like Pastor Godman every Sunday. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know. If I'm talking about showing up like Pastor Godman, um, I, I personally, I had to um, once be vocal with somebody who was putting, even at the early stage, that same pressure and mm. would say, oh, you're a pastor's son, you're supposed to do And I had to voice it out that day and say, no, I do not want to hear. Don't do that to my children. Yes, don't do that. Don't mm. put that label on him. Mm -hmm. This is his name mm -hmm. and his year like every other child. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I... I I probably I haven't raised the family as a pastor's wife before, but what what I could what one of the things that I was I started to become conscious about was the narrative about PKs, yeah. and I saw that whether you call it a myth, but even when you see it in, rea in Ooh, reality, results speak for themselves. Yes. When you see results show up again and again, then you know you need to pay attention. Yeah. A lot of pastors' kids turn out struggling they resent, they resent this thing that was competing for mom and dad's attention mm. they resent this entity that didn't allow them to just enjoy their childhood and just grow so they resent it and i see now that it's our job it's our job the to responsibility them, yeah as much as you can unreasonable expectations mm. to protect them from you know f um the people who set those unrealistic standards that set those standards mm. as well because those people are just, just kind of like watching waiting for them to miss make a mistake so that they can just download and it's our job to protect them not just by trying to keep them away from those people because mm. i know that those people will somehow always find them but to arm them with enough that they know that even when you hear this from people, you're not hearing it from me. Yeah. Mommy doesn't expect that from mm. you. Daddy doesn't expect that from you. And more importantly, God doesn't expect that from you. Mm. If we can ground that in them strongly, then they have something to answer when these expectations start Keep hitting them. Mm. Because we can't insulate them 100% from And you shouldn't. We should. It's not even They good, will come yeah. at them. They will meet with these people and these scenarios, arenas that expect them to be a certain way. Mm. But if we've put enough inside of them where we're reminding them that, look, God loves you just because you are you. 
not because you're Pastor Godman's child, mm. not because Pastor Godman, you know, gets to do this every, you know, every Sunday in church. But God loves yeah. you. You, you are a direct, mm. um, you know, child. You're not God's granddaughter. You're God's daughter. And he doesn't expect you to sh be Pastor Godman. Um, square root of <laughs> square <laughs> you get what I mean yes I no, do no, no. I was, it's okay I was talking to um, I think at the, at the initial time um, I was talking to, I, I, I had a meeting with a pastor's wife as well and she told me how for the first almost seven ten years mm -hmm. she took seats back as well mm -hmm. it was intentional mm -hmm. and one of her um, inspirations to do that was this same myth or mm -hmm. this same occurrences with PK's pastor yeah. kids and one of the things she said is a lot of times mm. the mothers are busy also mm. jumping on podiums. The mm. mothers are busy mm. moving mm. as well mm. with their husbands, mm. either for selfish reasons of wanting to also have an identity yeah. or wanting to also find themselves mm -hmm. or for honest reasons yeah. like wanting Expression. to actually express and mm. manifest themselves. So what happens is that they forget the children mm. behind mm. And that's one of the reasons the children start to show up in mm -hmm. certain ways. It starts mm -hmm. by want them wanting attention because they see that the only time my parents would give me attention is when the yeah. house health or the caregivers <laughs> report that I've yeah. done something yeah. bad. Yeah. And the second thing she mentioned was the role of you, the parents. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that you are not pastors to your children. Mm -hmm. You are parents. Absolutely. And you have to keep showing up as parents Absolutely. and the responsibility that comes with parenting. Mm -hmm. And what she was saying is you have to make sure that you are authentic at mm. home as well. Mm -hmm. Because when the kids mm -hmm. see that you practice what you do not mm -hmm. preach, mm -hmm. they also, it causes a lot of turmoil in their mind. It causes a lot of questions. It causes a lot of crisis, identity mm -hmm. crisis, understanding Absolutely. in their minds. And those were the two nuggets she gave to me. And she said, I mean, I'm not going to choose your path. Mm -hmm. But if it's possible, decide mm -hmm. that you're going to hold the fort okay. at home. To build your kids, especially because your your children That's are really young. Absolutely, a beautiful, um, you know, a beautiful space to occupy, and I mean, in so far as it lies within you, it's absolutely the way to go. I mean, even even um, for pastors' wives, and you know, there's another side of this conversation that we're not even getting into, mm. Um, mm. and in fact, you fight for it. Because there will be people who try to shift you from that place if wow. you don't know why you're there. Mm. You don't know what God has called you to do there, right? So you fight for it. You, you, you stay in your place of conviction. And you refuse to let people, other people's opinions, other people's expectations to shift you from where you ought to be. Wow. 100%. Wow. For some ladies, though, I know that they do have a sense of calling. And so how do I do that balancing act between being fully present at home and being fully present in the place of my calling? Mm. And I mean, this applies not just for pastors. For everyone. But for everyone. Because the time I spent in banking, it felt sometimes like I was in that constant conflict between, oh, I want to be there for every single prize given day, every oh. single inter-house sport, mm. every single, you know, speech and prize giving day. But if I have an exco meeting at the office, you, ha you I, I well, have to also be there. Yeah. So there are days that you feel like, oh, I'm such a bad mom, <laughs> you know? And then there are days you feel like, oh, I'm just so not driven and not ambitious. Different forces pulling at your heartstrings, and you just need to find a place of balance and peace. Some days you will feel like a bad mother. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. It's part of the office. It's okay. And it's okay. But what do you do when you're there? When you are there, you can't afford 50% is not okay. It has to be 100. Mm. When you are there at home and with the children, you have to be making lasting memories. You have to be, you have to be removing every doubt they may have wow. that mommy is here for you. Wow. Mommy, mommy will, will bring down giants for you. Yeah, I tell mommy them. will I defend tell them. you yeah. anywhere and mm. anyhow. So it's just that subtle art, learning how to be 100% present when you need to be in the boardroom, when you need to be behind the pulpit, when you need to be holding the microphone, when you need to be preaching to the nations, doing the podcast yeah. and all of that. But still somehow, somehow finding grace from God to be 100% present 
where they just want to sit with you on the rug and Play. talk about action heroes. Yeah, dance. You, know? <laughs> you get what I mean? Dance, you know. I was talking about how I was in Dubai one year. My husband was called to minister and I just needed a break. I just needed a holiday. So I just snatched for myself a quick holiday and rest. went with him to rest. And when we got there, it was like, oh, Pastor Godman's wife is here. Very good. She will take a session. No, she will not take a session. <laughs> she will not. But one thing I did do was to answer one or two questions mm. because the room was filled with um, bivocational pastors who also had questions around family life and all mm. of that. And one question in particular was about, okay, so what do I do with my wife who doesn't seem to want to take a leading role in ministry? And my response was, let her be. Wow. Let her be. Mm. Right? Um, she's first and foremost a child of God. Mm. Don't make it. Don't 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 make it. Don't make it um, a chore for her to want to present herself before God. Come into it. Starts to resent it, it too. To resent Let it. her follow that um, place of following God and pursuing Him and loving Him and chasing Him. Like the Scripture says, as a deer panteth for water. If her getting behind that pulpit doesn't feel like the deer panting for water, you're not going to enjoy it in the long run mm. because you are. You're saying that you're trying to, you know, groom her into her calling, but sometimes I wonder, are you the one calling her or is it God calling her? Mm. You know? And for every pastor's wife who just feels pressured to show to look up. a certain way <laughs> to act because certain way. pastor so-and-so's wife is also doing yeah. this or doing that. My dear, it is your race. You run it. Mm. You, you run your own race and not someone else's. Someone else's race. If you do feel a sense of calling, I mean, I was in university where I knew God would speak to me specifically and say, I have my hand upon you. Mm. As in, I still remember some of those conversations. I have my hand upon you. I have my hand upon you. So I can't run away from it. Mm. I, know I'm, I know I'm called. Yeah. You know, I, I know, I know, I know. And I like the fact that uh -huh. you address timing. Yes. Timing, just like the story of yes. Macbeth. Yes. yes, he was prophesied to be king. <laughs> But at what time? At what time? At what time? Allow yourself go through the process God has set for Very you. Don't run so. ahead. And like you said, don't be slow either. Yes. You talked about a case where the woman is the one who... Um, is the one in ministry. Yeah, actively ministry. in ministry. Um, I experienced that a bit because my mom was more of the mm -hmm. pastor mm -hmm. outside, um, outside of the house. Mm -hmm. How do you... I see that some women... Um, I, I mean, I joined the conference recently, a virtual conference, and a lot of the complaints the women had was, oh, I feel like I'm called, but my husband won't allow me manifest. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel that I'm called, but my husband is saying, how can I be the pastor? How about him? What would people say? And so how do you navigate? I'll tell you, honestly, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I'm, I'm not immune to the fact that in that regard, I kind of have it easy. It kind of feels a little easier mm. when you feel like you're um, the wife of someone who's already called into ministry. One of the things I did tell God when I was a single person is, God, I want to marry someone who loves you, if possible, more than me. Mm. As in, I had to put that word there, impossible, if possible. Because I didn't see how I would find anyone who loves you more than me. Mm. But, but the <laughs> you person I, the beloved. as in, as in, as in, like, I like as in, oh my. if you can find that person that loves you more than me, okay, then let us work together. So, so for me, it's a gift, right? If I empty my account, he understands. She's just loving God. Mm. If we want to give out the car, he understands. You know, I don't have to explain to him yeah. how he's doing me mm. today. If I have to stay up all night, just worship him and praying. He's not resentful of the fact that he doesn't have a warm body behind yeah. him. He doesn't like, let me leave her with her first lover. Mm. Yeah, I'm just the second mm. one. And it's okay. Mm. So, so that's the space I'm in. And I recognize that I have it good. But for that woman who feels like, look, I'm the one who feels to be carrying the burden. And my husband, you know, doesn't feel called to ministry. He's not encouraging. You know, I just want to assure you. I want to assure you that ministry is many different things. Right? Say that again. Ministry is, is many, many different, different things. things. Very true. And the fact that your husband is not in the typical five-fold pastor, you know, preacher, evangelist, you know, the things that we, we know is just a prophet, you know, doesn't mean that he doesn't have his own place in God. And when you first stop putting the burden of your expectations on him, you've crossed one hurdle. There are a few hurdles to cross. And mm. I'll just try and outline the few hurdles that I can identify to encourage you to cross those hurdles. First, um, 
Stop putting the burden of your expectations on him. Because Mrs. Soso and So's husband, oh, is the pastor of their family. He carries the biggest Bible, and he and his wife, and his wife and children line up behind him like the anointed people that they are. Mm. Don't expect your house to look like that. Mm. Because that expectation may be putting a burden on your marriage. So that's the one. The second thing I will say is um, sometimes um, spouses of ministers, you know, it's, they, they don't resent the ministry because they don't love God. Of course, they love God, especially if they're born again. But rather, they're resentful of who you become when you get lost in that space. Yes. And it goes both ways. Both ways. The man or the woman. the woman. Yeah. Very so true. The assignment for you then is how do I make this experience good, not just for me, but also for my husband, for my wife, for my children? I like to use this story and, you know, my, I, I like to use this story. So when we were still dating, we weren't married yet. No, no, okay, yes, we were married. We had just gotten married. Thank you. And we were still with our former pastorate. We we're having this big event at the stadium in Lagos, right? And the way it typically goes when there's a big event, you know, everybody, all hands on deck. Yeah. It's so busy. You know, so I, I went to that event. A lot of pressure comes back home too. Expecting that, all right, I release you to do the work. He's very, my husband's very driven when he has a task or an assignment. Mm. So I was prepared to be forgotten. And I, I was preparing my mind not to be angry about it. Yeah, let me know. accept ahead let me of just, time. Let, let, me, me, let me be. Let me give grace. Well, I'm born again, somebody. Let him be. It's for God. Yeah, it's for God. Oh. Let him be. I had fully prepared my mind for it. And in fact, at break time, a few of the other pastor's wives, and they said, oh, Bola, don't worry, they're busy. Let, let, let's go. Let's go and find something to eat. So I was like, okay, sure. Let's go. You know, <laughs> gathering my things. As in, I wasn't, I was, I was preparing my mind not to feel upset about it. And lo and behold, I just lift up my head. And I see this person swoop, as in, you can see him. Running. You know, fast you know, brisk walking to me. Okay, you know what? I've made provision for you. Your food. Right now, we're busy with the invited guests. We're doing this. But Aww. once you just give it 15 minutes and come here, come there. I've prepared a place for you. Just sit down there. Have your meal, okay? You'll be fine. Are you okay? Yeah, okay, fine. All right. Love you. And then he goes. Aww. I have that's no idea so sweet. how special that made me Aww. feel that day. In fact, he has invested in that bank. <laughs> you get what I mean? He has invested. What I realize is that as the called person or the called party, we don't do the work of bringing these people along with mm. us. Even though I'm busy with this, this is, how can I still make it clear that you're on my mind, mm. that you are important to me, that there is this space in my heart and in my memory that nothing else can block mm. out, and I will make sure that I do what I can. I may not be able to sit beside you during the event and we'll be sharing little notes mm. back and forth, but, but to the extent that I can, mm. I, can, I, can I can ensure that you know that you are loved and you're special. Mm. And for that wife who feels like her husband is being resentful, not encouraging, if you can demonstrate to him that the fact that you're loving God, pursuing God, doing this thing that God wants you to do, doesn't mean that you are going to have to downgrade him mm. or downgrade his position mm. as your husband. Mm. Why won't he release you into ministry? Mm. Why won't he happily be the wind beneath mm. your, within your sail? How do they say it? Within the, your wind. Within your wings. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. be, the, the wind beneath, beneath my, my wings. wings. <laughs> so that's the part we need to, we need to do. Mm. And, we, and it, it has to be practical. It can't just be what I like I'm doing for them. If you identify the things that, that resonate mm. for your husband, for your children, that they know that, ah, this person mm. is a follower of Jesus, mm. is a servant, a, a, a holy prophet of God. However. However, mm. she's still my mom. Wow. She's still my wife. And she still loves me. She still loves me. And she'll still show up. That's the work we need mm. to do. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I, in fact, this is, this is almost a mini... Um, seminar <laughs> women's ministry seminar because pretty much all the questions because i had people send wow, me questions i'm like oh wow. i'm going to see pastor b okay. sent me questions so i have two more and okay. then we're done okay. but you've kind of answered okay. one of the questions and that was how it affects the marriage yeah. i've had conversations with pastor's wife where they say the ministry itself drove them apart mm. or um people mm -hmm. 
people in the ministry mm. contributed, contributed to a lot of pain and mm. a lot of drama that happened. Yeah. How, how did it affect your marriage, if it mm. did? Or what are the things that you feel that... Mm. I, I like the fact that one of the things I've learned on my journey of becoming is mm. I'm unapologetic about, about my leverages, the leverages that God has given to me because I saw that for a long time mm. I was impostine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I was being treated in a certain way because I was not being, I would call it fake humility. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to feel mm -hmm. this, you know. Mm -hmm. But stepping out of that, I like the fact that you say you, you are not apologetic about these trends. What are those trends that mm -hmm. we can also pick mm -hmm. and say, okay, these are the mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. um, I did, or these are the things, these were the ways they affected us, and these were the ways that we kind of put guardrails around people, around even people in the administration, you know around other people who claim that they have the so best interest. So it's interesting for my husband and I, um, because from the very beginning, um, my husband kind of knew that I, I'm not the person who would ordinarily put myself forward for anything. Mm. I don't know, you know. Um, in the office, you know, yeah. back in the day at work, it was a different ball game, but especially in ministry circles, I won't be the first to put myself forward for anything. Mm. If there's work to be done, oh yeah, of course I'll jump in and we'll get it done together. But that, oh, there is this, um, um, there's this Wednesday service, who's going to preach the service? I won't be the first to put my hand up. In fact, I will. You probably don't even, <laughs> I, you, you, know, you probably not even give yourself you know, as a sacrifice. At all, at all. And I was very happy. And just like you mentioned, um, you were talking about your business mm -hmm. earlier and about the fact that you had a colleague who many people thought were the owner mm. and you didn't feel resentful in any way. You didn't feel, you know, threatened yeah. in any way. Very that way. And, you know, sometimes people come to you and they're like, hmm, why are you not doing this and why are you not doing that? They expect that you feel um, forgotten. In fact. Sorry to interject. Some people start to disrespect you because you're not because in you're space. not in that role or in that space of their expectations of how you should show up. Yeah. So um, because my husband was very mindful of the fact that I really don't feel the need. I honestly am happy <laughs> if you want to. Oh, she's not. Um, 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 showing up the way we think a pastor's wife should show up. Mm. You know, we, we then make these correct... He knew that I wasn't really in the place where I was going to struggle with anybody for any... Yeah, glory you know, or... You no, know, I, I was very comfortable and I can't claim glory for it. That's the thing. Mm. Every time someone comes and says, oh, um, oh, why is humility? I can't claim glory for it. It's just one of those things that is just me. I, I honestly can't claim, claim mm. glory for it. it. It just is natural to me. But what I will say is that um, I don't know how God did it. I honestly don't know how God did it. But the foundation pastors, especially the pastors we started with um, here at the Elevation Church, I don't know. I don't know how God did it, did the work of just selection and putting them together. But they've just been such a strength wow. and support for wow. me. I've never really felt pressured by them to do wow. any particular thing wow. mm. or to show up in any particular way. If it was there, I didn't see it. Wow. And if I didn't see it, it means that they took, you know, they, they took it upon themselves to, to make sure that, you... that I didn't feel threatened at mm. all in that way. So that's, 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 I can't even claim glory for that, that, that either. That's, that's good. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, bless, bless them. Yeah. That's, that's great news. Okay. So my last question okay. is, the marriage package. The marriage itself. Do you have hmm. to pretend in, a, so, in church, even yeah. though you're not happy? So, How has it affected your marriage? Boundaries with people? That one is a very big question because, I mean, this year we're going to be 20 years married. Ooh! In 20 years married. 20! And you still look this young. And, thank you. But there are moments I wake up, as in mornings I wake up in the morning, and even though I, I, I said I do, Planning that it will be the long for the long haul. You, you get what yeah. I mean? Nobody really says I do, thinking that, oh. After two days, years, <laughs> I'll you know, I'll call it up. Even though I knew that, look, this, I wanted to be for life, you know, but I also knew that I had frailties. Mm. I was very aware of my humanness and about the fact that, <laughs> you know, I just, I just had a, 
what's the word, a, a, a limit, you know, beyond which I knew that, look, if grace doesn't carry me. I won't be able to go past this. So, you know, I tried to be very honest with my husband before we got married that, look, oh, you're not marrying a pastor's wife. You're marrying Bola. <laughs> born again Bola. Thank God you're meeting born again Bola, but still, it's Bola. And we just try to um, engage on that level. Mm. Now, we're two completely different personalities, as in as different as day. Some people look at us and say, oh, you are the same person. I just laugh inside. Yeah, I wish I, you knew. I, <laughs> I, wish, I you would have that same perspective. we are. My husband is the one who will call you out on anything as long as he will call you out. He, no time to waste time. If he's uncomfortable or angry or upset about something, he will call you out now. And with the benefit of hindsight and these many years together, I've come to see the beauty of that. Yeah. Don't sweep things under the carpet. Yeah. Don't just let things go when mm. really it's burning you mm. up inside. And I was on the end of that spectrum. You don't, you you know don't even strike me as someone at the end. I would see you. Mm. I would perceive you more as the call outs. You see the thing he has rubbed off on me through the years. <laughs> now now oh. I see myself calling things out and I'm like, who would have known I had that in me? Wow. No, I, I just let it go, you know, and just basically cut you off. That was me. And by the time you cut, 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 cut everybody off. Yeah, so like, yeah, true. You, you get what I mean? So, so that really was the space I operated in. And then God brings this man who was completely different and opposite from me. And, it, they, and God somehow joins us together. And we start on this marriage venture. As, and needless to say, it was rocky at the beginning. There were moments in there when we weren't quite on the same page <laughs> about many things. Oh, have all of these arguments where it just felt like we weren't communicating. Well. You know, and it was all the more pressure for me because, you know, you go to church and he's a likable person. Yeah. I'm a likable oh, person. Hi, Pastor. I said, oh, you're so blessed to be married to them. And uh -huh. I tell him, you're so blessed to be married to her. And you're like, if you know what he did yesterday, and <laughs> if he's I like, if you know you. what she did, <laughs> Sometimes you even bring your matter in the open square. Yeah, don't don't even celebrate anything. Uh, this person will be like, what? I'm going to say lie, uh, hey, You don't you believe me, yeah, because we are all covered by the sanctimonious. Um. You know, so I had to ask myself the question, are we really being fake? Is it like people can't see that we're struggling in some areas? But what I realized later on was that there were some principles we just kind of had agreed mm. when we were going into the marriage. One really big one, and this one is the biggest one for us, was we agreed that we would never use abusive language on each other. Wow. Disagree wow. all you want. Wow. Call me out all you want. Be upset, but never let it fall from your mouth. Mm. To abuse. And the fact that we've been able to uphold it through the years, I know some of those arguments. I, I remember now <laughs> as in, some of those arguments we had that were so... So, so heated. Intense, mm. heated. Where we thought, oh my goodness, how are we going to make it past this? I remember this one. We had planned to go to Ibadan to visit my parents. As in, the argument was so bad that we had to call my parents and say, you know what, we're coming tomorrow. My mom could hear it in my voice. There's something going wrong. I think they came. They had to come to say to God, man, and that. <laughs> you know, it was important for us to be real. Yeah. Very important for us. And... On this one, I, I give kudos to my husband. Aww. Absolutely. Aww. So, so, so th thinking marriage, I think the biggest benefit for me of being married um, to someone who is a pastor, not just someone who calls himself Self a pastor. pastor. Mm, not someone to, who is seeking have to, validation have to from that. Underline that, that mm. because there are people who call themselves by the title, but by their works, you will know them. Very true. So, being married to someone who is first a child of God. Yes, he's a pastor. But for him, what that means is I must be in a place where God can talk to me at mm, any time. Mm. Say anything to me and I will take it and I will run with mm. it. And I will take responsibility for the people and the resources that he has given me. Important. It's been, it's, it's been everything because he has been authentic to mm. it. I'm guessing that if I had been married to someone else for whom it wasn't, it, it wasn't a real thing, maybe I'd have a different story. But, mm. but have there been moments where I wish I wasn't married to a pastor's wife? I mean, to a pastor, sorry. Um, maybe because I've never really, I've tried 
I've really tried picture not to put outside. myself mm. there. I've always seen myself first as Godman's wife and just trying to do that well. Mm. Love God and love him well. Um, it's maybe this is the way the conversation goes for me. Mm. We're both trying to work on ourselves to be better every yeah. time, to be real. To be real. To be real. That's to it. be real. Honest, I used to fight that. with him all the time before when he'd go up on the pulpit and mention my name. Can't you preach without mentioning my name? <laughs> but now I understand. Aww, he's just trying to be real. be real. And now, in real. fact, I'm doing it to him. He's the one now like, ah. Exactly. Oh, my. It's comfortable. Uh, but boundaries. <laughs> the attention. Um, I, I, I was talking to... The same lady who I told you kind of guided me at the beginning, and she one of the things she talked about she struggled with was boundaries. Um, the attention, mm -hmm. um, first of all, it's not even a, there's attention from both male and female, mm -hmm. and then there's even more attention in her own in her own case mm -hmm. from female Ooh. because she was a very lovable listening ear. Her husband is a he says her husband is a everybody's property. Yeah. You know, and one of the struggles she had to deal with was also boundaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was, the, in fact, she was the one who had to start help, <laughs> helping with the boundaries. How did you go on that That's journey? That's what I was going to say. As much as you can, you need to help your spouse, especially for that spouse who is so trusting and doesn't see. There's one incident from, and this is from way back. I remember um, once um, my phone, my handset went bad and I'm um, the last person to really look through gadgets it takes me a while to even get understanding used to one. so i'm not i'm not so quick to jump on the next gadget so my phone went bad so my husband was like okay rather than going through the whole rigmarole of you trying to find the phone that you want use my old phone and to show you how innocent he innocent was he was he didn't even bother trying to delete text messages or delete anything take use it no problem and in the course of just scrolling through, I see this text that this lady has sent to him. Something, 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 I love you. And something, something, I love you. Ah! Only you, how many love for my husband? Excuse me. Oh my God. You know, and the fact that he had never really shown me the message means that he didn't count it as anything. Mm. But I called him about, excuse me, what is the meaning of this? And why is this person sending you so many I love yous? And like, not, you know. Nothing. Maybe you know her husband. You know, you know, you know, and he begins to like her. Ah, are you reading something? There's nothing there. But, and somewhere on my inside, the truth is I knew that he really hadn't crossed any lines. Mm. But because it was important for me to set boundaries. So that the next time someone sends you this message back to back, you yourself will know to, you know what, we need to put yeah, some yeah. distance here. Mm. I just made, a, you big know you're accountable. I made yeah. a big fuss about it. And then he has this really tight friend. Um, Pastor Yemi, they're as in they're like covenant brothers. I made it an issue. Pastor Yemi must hear about this. Blah, 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 blah. Report you to your friend. Your, uh, he was, you know, he, he himself went to Pastor Yemi. And thankfully, Pastor Yemi kind of mediated well and said, yeah, you had no ulterior thoughts. More. However. He, he was your church member, is your daughter. Mm. However. By the time you read through the entire military, you can see that this person is needy, crying for attention. Mm. Every time she comes to you to complain, it's about her marriage, her husband isn't listening, her husband, da, da, da. and then she begins to send you all this, I love you, I love you, I love you. Ah, oh, no. You should have called mm. this out how about in with, a nice way. Um, how about with um, pastors and pastors' wives whose husbands are not accountable? How do you go ahead? Uh, how, do you just do eyes right? <laughs> Focus on Jesus. Look it oh. to Jesus yourself. Finish out your face. My, my first, my, my first um, feedback on that, and however difficult it is, my first feedback on that is you need to find a way to bring structure. You need to bring structure because God is a God of order. Mm. Every time he would refer to himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it was for a reason. Mm. He likes those hierarchies. He likes to know that someone is submitted to this and that and that. Paul would say to Timothy, for example, what I've committed into your hands, mm. make sure you're committed to other people who are then able to teach other people as well. There is a, there is a safety that comes from having a community that can mm, check you and yeah. call you to order. So I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can give you the exact steps on how to do it, but you need to somehow bring yourself into an accountability structure mm. that will help you in this regard, okay? Um, whether it's by 
drawing an older family member near or by somehow choosing to adopt an older family that you know can speak into your mm. life. I don't know how. The truth, you have to prayerfully engage to find yeah, to ways find, to, to find. put yourself in those kind of healthy mm. communities. Yes, but it's sure, so important. Sure. Mm. It's so important. Because in as much as, um, um, like I say, my husband has a pastor. He has friends that can tell him, sit down, you can't take that administration. Mm. There are people that he knows that, look, if I take this to them, what do I think they will say? Wow. And that immediately checks wow. him. And that gives me safety. So he has his tribe. He has his tribe. Mm. And because there are people who I've tested, there are people who I've observed, people who I've watched. Their values. Their values. Their integrity. I've seen their integrity. Mm. I'm safe and I'm comfortable. So much so that if any of them checks me as well, Yo, you surrender. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah, yeah but, it, but, but, but you, you I know feel, yeah, the safety yeah. in so that correction. And that's a gift Ooh. for anybody. I've enjoyed <laughs> this conversation. I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. Pastor B, it's been wonderful having you. Thank I've you loved this me. conversation. I think there should be a, um, another plan B, C, D of okay. this conversation. <laughs> but maybe another, <laughs> maybe another topic. I, I, one of the things that I got... Um, so let me call it a nod instead of me to drag you back to this hot seat is to talk about parenting, mm -hmm. especially parenting in this time, mm -hmm. um, moving from the generation before yeah. yours yeah. and ours. Yeah. So till the next time when I can drag her to talk about parenting and raising the next generation, um, it's Tabitha's house once again. Subscribe, share with your friends. I'm always happy to be here. God loves you. Bye.